is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Welcome to another edition of The Break live from Oxnard, California. It is a Wednesday crisp morning, July 31st. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about today, as we usually do. We'll start off with a little blanket coverage to get into some injuries um, and maybe a defection. I don't know. We'll see uh, what's happening with Chris Westry. Uh, and then talk a little bit about the defensive line. Uh, we're going to go a little in-depth on the defensive line today, talk about the defensive tackles and the defensive ends on this team. How's everybody feeling this morning? Great. Awesome. Great. Grand. Right. Good grand. Let's jump right in. It is an off day for the team, so they will not be practicing not today. Us, not for us. Never an off day for us. Mm -mm. And uh, so we will. Uh, so they will. They will resume practices tomorrow, uh, normal time. Uh, but today they get a little bit of rest time uh, heading into the weekend. Uh, when, by the way, on Sunday there will be a scrimmage, blue white scrimmage. So if you guys want to check that out, we will actually stream it live uh, across all of our platforms: DallasCowboys.com, the Cowboys uh, mobile app. Uh, connected TV app, uh, and for those back in Dallas, it'll actually be airing on uh, CBS 11 um, as well. So make sure you check that out. Let's get started with a little bit of blanket coverage here. Uh, first, as we do every day, uh, I'm going to give you guys a statement. There will be a blank. You fill in the blank. Let's start with the first statement. Sean Lee mispracticed for the second day due to a knee injury. My concern level is blank. <laughs> um, I like that laugh, Dave. It, it's it's Sean Lee, you know. It, it just is what it is. I, I, I'm not concerned for two reasons. Um, one, because it's, it's, it seems like it's minor, and two, because Sean Lee doesn't mean to this defense's success what he did even two years ago. So, it's I crazy. mean, it, I Sean Lee, one of the best Cowboys players in recent memory. Think the world of him as a guy, but. You know, would we be freaking out if Damian Wilson had tweaked his knee? You know, I mean, so probably not. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel. Yep. I mean, you would think. I mean, personally, I think I would be used to this by now, but I'm not. It still hurts me because I thought, okay, he he was looking good. He he's put on some muscle weight on him, you know, and his new role. I was expecting this to actually help him kind of maintain his health and what they've been doing here isn't too much I don't think we're not at that level where we had like a full week of padded practice yet so it's still kind of a little bit of disappointment it's not surprising but you know I, I love the guy and I want to see him on the field Nick not concerned move on at all no all right. Dave, Dave said it best he doesn't he doesn't mean as much to the defense and you know, if you say if you said you had a hangnail out here, the the the, the trainers will, will hold you out. You know, and it's nothing against them. It's that this is the time of year to make sure that you're you're not you know getting hurt in anything in a major way. So for Sean Lee, everything is precautionary. So I don't think it's that big a deal. All right, statement number two: the most worrisome injury on this team is blank. Nick, um, I'm going to say Travis Frederick. 
even though he's not he's been cleared i'm gonna still think that is probably the one i mean there's a reason why he's not just going right in and doing all the you know one-on-ones and stuff like that so i don't know if you want to call it an injury or not but they're definitely being cautious with it and i think that that he he matters a lot to this team now i do think joe looney did a nice job and will do a nice job as a backup but i think uh frederick takes it to another level so i'm not worried about any of the other injuries so much that one's the one i think it's worth pointing out, too, it's so easy to forget because, you know, he came back from Guillain-Barre, and it's this it's a great story. But he also had shoulder surgery, mm-hmm. and he actually said that's why he hasn't been involved in the one-on-ones. It's not so much because of the GBS, but, you know, they're being cautious with a veteran who had shoulder surgery in the offseason. So, I mean, that's something to watch, too. So. Okay. That's the injury. So, the Dave, shoulder. most worrisome injury for you. Are we we're calling Byron and DeMarcus injured? Yeah, yeah, they're okay. not they're not practicing yeah, because they're not back from their injuries. They're not back from their surgeries. They're not back from whatever ailed them. So I yeah. think of injuries as things that have happened since we got here. No, but I'm saying everybody that's out right now. Let me put, but, okay. If you want me to rephrase okay. it for you, okay. everybody's out right Byron, now. Byron Jones, okay. because you know, like I just I you know Tank, Tank's Tank. He's had shoulder injuries for like half of his career anyway, and he plays through it, and he's great. And also, I just feel like. I'm not saying he should, like, wrap that dude in bubble wrap, but, like, if they needed him out there in a week, I bet he could do it. That's just kind of how I feel. Whereas Byron, I know he was skateboarding around. He looks like he's pretty good, but it's a hip, and he's a corner, and that's everything to a cornerback. So I just I want I want him to get some work out here. I hope that he does. So, yeah. I, and I actually talked to him a little bit about that, and he said that he, he expects to get some work okay. in, in Oxnard. Awesome. And, and I actually was watching him doing some drills, and I just thought, okay, we this is July. We care about him playing in September. We're not even in August yet. We've got a whole full month. I'm not, I'm not panicking. No, I, I'm I not think worried. He'll come back. Yeah. Amber? I would have said Travis, but right now Joe Looney looks like a badass, so I'm not that concerned. (laughs) (laughs) But I would go with Demarcus Lawrence. I, I, you know, right now, yes, you don't have Randy Gregory. Robert Quinn is the guy that I think we all had high expectations. It's still early, but we had, at least me, had expectations of when he first came out here and kind of show a little more than what he's shown so far. Yes, he went against Tyron Smith. That's Tyron. But Ken Fleming, um, I mean, it's still he put up a battle there, but it wasn't that impressive. And Taco, we talked about him. He he walked out yesterday with an injury. Actually, uh, what was it? His back, maybe that Taco, he hurt. Right. Taco, ha- he did he did something small to his back, but he came out for walkthrough last night. So, but I, still, like the like position position wise, right now. Um, not that excited from what I've seen so far. So I think Demarcus Lawrence, I'm, I'm ready to see him out there and see the combination of him and Robert Quinn and see how that does. person most likely to be absent week one is Amber. Most likely to be out. Of all those guys that we've been talking about that are injured right now, the guy that you would say is most likely to be absent come week one. Uh, Rico, <laughs> he is injured, <laughs> he is and injured. he will be Absolutely. suspended nice. one game. Nice cop-out wow. answer. Absolutely. <laughs> and there's another guy that's looking at, uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Tyrone Crawford, right? I mean, yeah. he, he gets that into is that true. mix as well. That is true. Um, shoot. I don't, I'm trying to think of the injured guys. 
you know, may, you maybe say, you didn't say injured guys. Right? I just said of of the guys on this <laughs> team who oh, are okay. most likely Every, to be oh, okay. absent. Everybody. Week one. Ah, get back to me. Uh, in a Zeke. All right, Dave. Oh. I'll oh, say okay, Zeke. Oh, Zeke. Yeah, I think they, he's he's the guy that's most likely because if he wants to make it, like, you know, we've been told by people that that are that know the situation, they'll say he doesn't have any leverage, has no leverage. Well, and they're right, right now, but. Don't play in that game and get beat by the Giants, who you shouldn't lose to at home, to, and then we'll see what kind of leverage it is. I still don't think he has leverage at that point. Okay. Well, I because mean, well, Terry just said this is a, this is kind of an all-in season. So if I get you just that, want to lose games, then but, that's but, fine. But how long is he going to sit? Because that's the point. I don't know. Like, that's the problem with, with the scenario is this is not a situation where him sitting out games actually helps him because sitting out games – the Cowboys will own his rights for three seasons. He's not. He's not going to sit for three years. I disagree, though. Well, how do you disagree? Because with that? it's about playing. It's about winning the Super Bowl and trying to get to that goal. It, it, what does that? How does that factor into him them owning his rights for three years? It, because it's not about three years. They're not coming out here and talking about three years no. this year. No, but the point. The point is, if they have his rights for three years. Okay. Him sitting and missing games is only hurting him. It's not hurting. It's not hurting anybody well, but him. Jerry he's said he can hurt Jerry them money. pretty bad if Jerry's he's really committed to the cause. This, he thinks this is the best football team he's got, and so if he's got a running back that's sitting there and kind of holding this team hostage, then let's let's come together. Like they're here, they're here. Let's come together. But that's the point. I don't think that a guy who knows he can't play football but for this team for three years is going to miss games. That's the point. He doesn't have the leverage to be able to sit because in the situation with Le'Veon Bell, he knew that he could force their hand at some point because sitting out this year, he knew he was going to be a free agent after that. Mm -hmm. So him sitting for a year makes a lot of, or makes some sense because at least he knows no matter what, I will be a free agent after this year. Z can't say that for three years. I just how does that help him? I've, it's it's totally determined on his, how much is he willing to let the world burn? Like if he's... Even, if, even at his own cost. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yes, if he's yeah. absolutely like... F you pay me, and he wants to sit until Halloween, he can hurt the Cowboys and make them real antsy to get a deal done. But you're right. In the long term, it only it, he, he never gets that money back. He hurts his future earning value. He can't go anywhere for three years. That's why. But that's why I think the August 6th deadline means nothing to him because right, he's yeah. like, they, they're not – I can't go anywhere anyway, so right. who cares if I don't accrue a year right. toward free agency? So – he can. He def. He has some leverage if he's really willing to go all out. But that would mean missing anywhere between one and maybe as many as like six or seven game checks. And I don't know we, if he's willing to take that step. And although we all agreed this is a much better team with him on it, it could backfire on him if they should happen to win those first few games while he's out. Sure. Like that then kills whatever That's leverage he which, thinks he could which possibly. Which is what And and the, the first three weeks of the season are set up. If you're going to you go, if you're going to if you're going to yeah. try to win without Zeke, you've got a great start exactly in front right. of you. Yeah, yeah, and that's what what happened with with Pittsburgh. Then now they didn't make the playoffs, but they got kind of hot early in the year. Was it James Conner? Yeah, he was playing really well, playing off the charts. So it was like now towards the end, I think he got he got he was hurt, hurt. Yeah, he and was then. Hurt. They definitely missed him, yeah. but it was too late to, to do anything because Le'Veon had already made his point at, at that point. But so I, I, yeah, it's risky. But if if you lose, you know, if they're one and two and and, and they've lost a the game and Alfred Morris is rushing for forty eight yards on twelve carries and all that stuff, like, yeah, he he could he has some leverage, but only if he fully commits to this. Right. I, I think I think honestly, 
this is the best leverage he's going to have. Right? I don't think I don't I don't know if I call it great leverage, but it's the best he's going to possibly he, he have. He has them in a position right now where this is probably the best he's going to. This is as good as if his. He's, if he's willing to commit to it, you're and, right. Yeah. And also, like it's, it's who you talk to. Like if you talk to guys that are kind of dealing with the salary cap, or maybe even Stephen Jones, who's looking big picture. But if you're talking to like. Jerry Jones, or how no, about Jason? Jason, Jason's the one that's looking <laughs> just like, <laughs> like get him, give him to me now. I right. need him now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's he's got some, but he's gonna have to really commit to it. Yeah. To answer your, you didn't ask me yet. Go ahead. I'm not. I spent a lot of the summer wringing my hands about Byron and Demarcus, but I've, now that I've seen them with my own eyes and kind of got a firmer grasp on where they're at, like I'm not that worried about any of the guys right now. You know, long way to go. Knock on wood, but you know something's going to happen to somebody. So, but none of the none of the real concerns right now do I think will not be there, week yeah. one. So the big injury hasn't happened yet, is what he's saying. I said knock on wood. Yeah, but yeah, it happens. It stuff happens at training camp. You just hope that there aren't any major injuries. Right. Like you're going to get an injury. Somebody's going to get hurt. I'm pretty confident so though there won't be anyone like carted off the field today. Oh, That's I'm glad. You, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> That's a good right. point. Seeing I was about yeah. to say no one will get hurt today, but, man, there's weird stuff yeah. happens all the time. I would say hurt. Just <laughs> carted off the field. Right, That's right, a good right. way to put it. All right, let's move on. I, I did want to real quickly just get an update on Chris, West, Chris Westry. Uh, a little farther down the depth chart, but reports yesterday were that he missed practice uh, due to a personal really, issue. Really far down. Uh, yeah, it, it, didn't sound like, it didn't sound like he's around, but uh, what are you guys hearing about him and, and where he is right now and – and if that really even makes a huge difference for this team based upon what they got at the cornerback uh, position. I've been burned before by saying what I think I know, and then Dave comes in and says, well, actually. I don't have anything for you, okay. so okay. fire so away. You know. uh, Both barrels. The, the last thing that, that we've kind of heard is, and, and what the Cowboys are saying, it's a personal issues. He's dealing with some, some – he's left the team right now for some personal reasons, um, and they expect him back. Uh, Stephen Jones said they expect him back, and Jason Garrett expect him back as well. The one thing to that is people that have seen him leave, for personal reasons, had all his bags packed. So I don't know. I don't know what if he's a heavy packer or, or not. I don't know what's going on, but he's got all his bags packed. So. And by the way, this would not be the first time we've ever seen a nope. player that, for personal reasons, packed their bags and left, and then a few days later came back. So, and played eight years. Yeah, exactly. So it happens. Cole Beasley. It happened. Yeah, it happens. Cole so. Beasley was dealing with stuff, and after all those times, and we've done all these feature stories, I don't know if that ever came out exactly why Cole Beasley left. There was some personal stuff. He went home. Uh, he never he, he never really said why, but but he was he was doing really well, and so everyone was surprised, and he came back, and he you know, obviously he had the career that he had. Um, Westry. Did not have such a great first practice, yeah. uh, and you know was. This is going to be tough. One out of twenty, though, man. I mean, I, and I don't know why he's leaving, but that's you know, it's one practice. Don't know if it's that or not. Yeah, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see if he comes back. There's been a few over the years that you know. I remember here like 15 years ago, there was a guy named Andrew Davison was a pretty good cornerback from the Jets. They Bill liked him, Parcells liked him, and quit like third third day. Yeah. So. It happens. So, uh, we'll, we'll, I, but I don't know if he's what's going on. We just know that it's personal reasons, and and, and he's he, got a day he, here. So, yeah, figure it out. We'll see. We'll see if he comes back or not. I would assume it's a pretty tough adjustment. A lot of times for these guys coming sure. out of college programs, where most of them were among the best on their teams, and then they get here and they're among the. I don't want to say the worst, but they're certainly not up there as well, far as the depth chart or. 
uh, the amount of credibility that they have. And, you know, he has a day like he had the first day. Sometimes adjusting to that is, is difficult. Yeah, I, I think he's one of those guys. If it, I could be wrong, but I think he's one of those athletes that over the years has just been said yes to because of look at him. Yeah. You know, he's Looks six foot four. Yeah. Um, but he, never, he said he had never played receiver because he said his hands were terrible. He said that. He asked about playing basketball. He was like, no, I don't play basketball. And he's in Kentucky. Doesn't <laughs> play basketball. You know, they put him at corner. And, and he, you know, you would think he'd be a safety. But but so he's got a tough I- issue anyways, just being a 6'4 corner that they don't. And playing for Richard, I mean, Chris gets <laughs> – he gets temper. He gets really into the game, and he will yell at you. And that's, so if you're not making happened. plays, that's – Didn't yeah, that, that happen? Yeah. Did he get beat? And he was, he was like, okay, you're – Get out. Get out of here. So <laughs> You're out of here. Not think about what just happened that. to you. I think, yeah, I think yeah. Chris just meant, like, on the sideline. But <laughs> yeah. I think Westry might have been like, look, where? Did he <laughs> tell me to leave? Do I have to leave? I don't yeah. know. We're we're really speculating. No, here. It's, and, it's, and I hope and, and if this, I'll just say this too. We're making light of it. I don't know what the personal issues are. Right. They could be a lot deeper than can you cover a wide receiver right. or not. Sure. And if if that's the case, then you know we, we really don't know. We're speculating. Hope he comes back and hope he gets it going and yeah. has a Cole Beasley type career. Like I said, it happens. There are other guys that this has happened to yep. as well where they leave for whatever reason, personal reasons, whatever. Uh, the point is, you hope he's back on tomorrow and back uh, working in, and we'll see how things yep. go for him. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back from break, I want to talk about this defensive line. Uh, we're going to talk about the defensive tackles first, uh, get into, into some conversation of the depth of this group because they've got a lot of guys that sit behind those two starters, and I'm not really certain that I know exactly who those guys will become uh, the final 53-man roster. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk extra and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. Back 
to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break, live from Oxnard, California. Uh, it is day five we've been out here. I don't know, something like that. Day five or so. Five. Episode what? Yeah. What episode is this? It's day episode seven. Number seventeen. If you count Thursday, <laughs> if you count seven. the travel Oh day. yeah, yeah. If you count, but I don't count that. I was thinking about the days that they actually started practicing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So it'd be about day count. five here. Okay. I think it would be about. If day I five. slept here, I count it. So. Okay. Well, we're a weekend then. Yeah. And uh, we only got. Uh, Two and a half more weeks, two weeks, three days or something. All right, uh, so let's jump in. I want to talk about the defensive line. Um, let's start first with the defensive tackles. And here's kind of the way I look at this position. you got Malik Collins and Antoine Woods as your starters. you got, uh, as backups, Daniel Ross, Christian Covington, Tristan Hill, uh, Daniel Wise, Shakir Soto. Um, I guess give me kind of the, the big picture of what you think of this, partic- this position, factoring in the starters, the depth. What do you just think about this position overall? I think you got some good players. I don't know if you have a great player, and, that, and it, but then again, you can't have a great player at every spot. Um, but it's the one position where I think is um is concerning just because of a that reason right there. Don't think you have that badass that just takes over games, and the one that kind of is the best is injury prone sometimes in Malik Collins. And two, or B, whatever I started with, I can't remember. <laughs> um, I think that it's the position that it was vulnerable some last year, and, and the Rams you know, ran over them, and the Colts ran over them. And so I think that you know it's one that needs to be improved. And that's why you spend your top pick on, on it with uh, Tristan Hill. So I just think there's some question marks there, but, you know, it'll be all right. No, we'll see. I, it, it's just so uncertain to me. Uh, yeah, Malik is the best one. He's injury prone. Although through two days of pads, he looks very not. He looks good out there. Looking he looks healthy. Gave Zach contract Mar- year. Contract year. That gave happens. Zach Martin fits yesterday. Um, so that's something to watch. Uh, Antoine Woods, you know, started last year. Good, good player. Um, he's an exclusive rights free agent when the season's over. He's also, you know, he's. He's not Gerald McCoy or, you know, some guy that's just got that thing locked down to the degree that you don't have to worry about it. And that's really – Tristan Hill is the only one here with a long-term future. Um, and that's even, you know, that, that that's what you said about Malik just a, years ago. Right. It's just, well, when I say, we'll how it when I say long-term future, I mean – Until the next contract? Or Yeah, I can't imagine him being cut any time before, like, 2021. Right. So – yeah, but other than that, Woods contract year, Malik contract year, and then you know Daniel Ross is—he's a nice player. He did some nice things, but he certainly doesn't have a, a long-term outlook as of right now. Uh, whom whom I Christian Covington, over here? Christian Covington, Daniel Wise. I'm excited about Christian Covington. I, am too. He remi- I mean, maybe it's just because he came from the Texans, but he reminds me of Terrell McLean. Yeah. Like, who's this journeyman D tackle? Oh, he's actually pretty damn good. Okay, cool. So one of the things I read about him when the Cowboys first signed him was you go back and look, look at some of the articles they wrote in Houston, and they were talking about him like, man, this is a guy that's you know he's not one of those front line guys, but he's one of those glue guys. He's one of those guys that gives you a right. lot of good production well, that doesn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet. Of course. What I, what I wonder, too, is that, you know, there's a lot of shooters in the NBA that, that got open when they played with Shaq, you know, <laughs> and and good I point. wonder if... Guess what? He's got a couple Shaqs on this team. <laughs> well, Does yeah, he well, but not where he's coming from. They're not as good. As, I'm talking about Clowney and Watt coming, you know, kind of forcing the guy up, and it's like, oh, he's right in my Just, face. So no belief in Quinn and D-Law at yeah, all? Yeah, not, okay. not saying yeah. that. Just wonder if... Are they as good? I mean, would, which one would you take then? 
As a tandem, I'm not saying that they're not getting Derek's mad. As a tandem, I'm not sure. Now, as a, as a best player, I think Watt's better than all of them. But I think as a tandem, I mean, Clowney's a guy that he'll show. No, Clowney will show up in games. Clowney will also mm. disappear in games. That's why they have Clowney is in a franchise tag dispute, and Robert Quinn got traded here for day three picks. Yeah. I, yeah, but there's a reason why they haven't signed him to a long-term deal. It's okay to say they're not the best. Like, those not, two. No, no, no. It, all I'm saying is you're, go back and look at Clowney. Clowney has some highlights. Your criticism is valid, but I will take. I'll take those I'll two. Take, all right, good. I'll take all I'm saying is, All I'm saying is is let's let's see if the Cowboys can give that kind of outside pressure uh, yeah. the way, you know, and, and make Covington kind of show up there. But, but when you look at him, he looks, like, really wide. Like he's got his shoulders and all. I mean, he's Good just for a defensive tackle. That's great. Yeah, it's great I'll for take a tackle. That. Actually, uh, Antoine Woods looks like he's kind of slimmed down a little bit. Yeah, has he? I, I he think does. I buy that. Yeah. yeah, he's been working hard this off season. He posts it on social media all the time, and that's not a yeah. shot. Like I, he I think ne- it's cool to watch. He needs to if he takes that next step, and that he could be really good at. You he's said, really good at edit, you said contract year, but <laughs> well. Oh, he's good at editing videos? That's not him. That's another guy. You sure? Yeah, they look the same. <laughs> okay. Nobody gets y'all's inside jokes. Man. Carrie Lofton, he, he's doing all the, like, badass. We have an employee who happens to look a lot like You know, Antoine the funny Woods, thing? Our great friend, Carrie Lofton. There were some fans on the sideline a couple days ago, and they were like, why is Antoine Woods carrying a camera? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> he does everything. They said that. It's, it's, like, it's uncanny. That tells you that people really think he looks like him. But go um, ahead. What else? Oh, no, I mean, Antoine's contract year is different from right. Malik's contract year. He's an exclusive rights-free agent. All the Cowboys have to do is, like, check the box on his deal, <laughs> right. and he comes he back. Comes back. But they don't have to. I mean, if he's just not good this year, they, well, they find a better option. Yeah. And uh, there's a reason why he got um, Drew Rosenhaus as his agent. Yeah. Like, he, he got Rosenhaus this year, so um, – you know he he's expecting some some big things, but but I am you know I mean you know not, nothing feels written in stone to me other than that Malik is probably your first choice three tech if he's healthy and he has been he hasn't had a hiccup this off season at all which is new for him like he's you know he's the guy that he's broken his foot in the off season a couple of times so that's encouraging and, and I ride off um, Ross all the time. Like yeah. I just forget about him and yeah. just say ah. he was until he, he makes a few. Plays he was the, Christian yeah. Covington last year. You're That's like exactly you know right. his stat sheet's not very impressive, but when you watch the games, you're like, oh damn, there's Daniel Ross but, again. Yeah, but you know, Will McClay, he has he's a good track record of getting some players, and you know the guys that Will likes stick around. I remember he liked Lance Lenore, and no one else really did, and he's still around. And I believe he likes Rico Gathers, and he's still around, and he really <laughs> likes the Daniel Wise because. He's a good player, and then also he's a family friend as well. I mean, his his dad was on his coaching staff in the you know for, yeah, for a few years. I'm I not, know. I'm I know. not saying that Will McClay would do that or anybody does that, but that's how you it opens the door to get there. He's rooting for the kid, and if he continues to play well, he'll be around. He's, Daniel Wise. If I had to give like a no name to to jump out, Daniel Wise would definitely be on the short list. He, I mean, he's done he's done some work out here against his end of the depth chart, to paraphrase from Brian Broaddus. Like, you know, we'll see when he gets a chance to go against the big boys and the starters. But I'm I'm intrigued by his talent. I, I think they had a I think they had a fourth-round grade, grade on, him. on him. They had a nice grade on him, Yeah, and they got him undrafted. So. so looking at those guys, Daniel Ross, who we talked a little bit about, Christian Covington, Tristan Hill, Daniel Wise, which of those guys, if you had to say today, 
one of them is going to make the biggest impact of the backups. Which of those guys do you think it is? Covington. Yeah. I Covington. think so, too. Yep, yeah. me too. He's Why? got the body to play one, and he's played end in a 3-4, which I like. I think he's got some more pass rush to him than maybe some of these other guys. And that's, you know, we talk a lot about the one and the three, but interchangeability is so much for these guys. I think I think he could probably play one, but also disrupt the pocket as well. And he's got NFL experience. I mean, he's started games in the NFL. Um, and, and, again, this depth chart is, other than Malik and Antoine, oh, it's actually, other than Malik and Tristan Hill, really, I think it's nothing is really written in stone. So I like his odds. Do you think he could get his way onto the field in pass rush situations? Because that's the tough part about this team. They have guys, and in particular a guy like Tyrone Crawford, who who can who are defensive ends, but that can play defensive tackles. So you get them into pass rush situations. They actually want to get those guys on the field as defensive tackles, which makes the defense. They've actually they've got a they've got another one in Kerry Hyder who's right. played both, and, and he's been he's only worked at end since he got here, but he can do both. Right. So you know what I was just looking at another guy that I wouldn't be surprised if they see if he could do both is Joe Jackson. He uh, he's six four two eighty five on on the sheet. There's no re- way I – mean, there's no reason they can't get him to 290. That would be the same size as, as Daniel Wise and all that. So y- he could m- be a guy that moves inside and plays some defensive tackle. That's that's the fun thing about this. All right, let's 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 go through it. Guys, stone-cold locks to be here on the defensive line. Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford, um, Malik Collins. Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. Antoine Woods. Tristan Hill. All right, I'll give you Antoine. I don't know that you can definitely say that's a stone, stone cold. cold lock, but I, I have a hard time thinking a guy goes from starter to off the team. But yeah, go ahead. I'll give you. I'll even give you six. That's still probably any a minimum of three, if not four, spots that are up for grabs. Yeah. And I can't. I couldn't one hundred percent tell you who those guys are. I will tell you this. I I think as much as you can probably make him a lock to at least make the team. I, and we this is kind of moving over into the other position, but I think Dorrance Armstrong's probably on that list. I have a hard time thinking he's not on this team, based on other what we've than seen the, so far. Other, okay, yeah. all right. He's a guy that, that he looks really good. Looks really good he, so far, he's, and he's a guy that was draft pick last year. He looked good last year when he got some opportunities at yeah. times. Right, fourth fourth round is the magical round where it doesn't matter that yeah. you were a draft pick. Like if he doesn't show it here, they don't care. But my Charles point Stafford is, was a but my point is, with but it he, being that round and actually played no, no, and no, did I, pretty well, I know that's what makes me think he it's through, hard. Through, he has to really screw it up to not make the through team. Through two days of practice, I think he makes the team. Yeah, he looks really good. Right. But I mean. It's a long month. Like if he doesn't, if he has Absolutely. a bad month, then they're not you know, like, oh my god, he was, he was pick one twenty something. We say, can't let go of him. You say fourth round, I say fifth round, because I I think Joe Jackson's gonna have to be just terrible for him not to make the well, team. The fifth ru- round as a rookie, Ryan think, Russell, but he was around for a little bit. I mean, he I know Marion roster cuts. His rookie they, year, they put him on the they put him on the practice squad, but he was he did not stick well, around. Okay, you're right. Let's see if Marinelli dog cusses Joe Jackson you're like he did <laughs> Ryan Russell every day. Then yeah, he we'll, was he's but, killing him. And see, that was what I mean. Him, killing him he has good. to y'all be are, really terrible. Y'all are kind of <laughs> contradicting me. Y'all are like, I feel really good about this guy. I'm saying stone cold yeah, lock. I got they you. are here. Okay. There's no arguing about it. That's right. You're right. And and if you're looking at that, then yeah, you're probably right. There's only probably six guys that are stone cold but, locks to be here. But that's probably better than any other position. Think about Stone Cold Locks and the percentage of the, of the roster. The only other thing I could say would be tight end. Tight end, you got probably three Stone Cold Locks there, and that's yeah. 
Yeah, but but, that but running fair. back, what's running back? Yeah. One? Two. Two. two Pollard. Two. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. It's totally fair. I'm trying to think if there are other positions. I mean, receiver, 30, receiver you know three. 25% of your quarterbacks are locks. Yeah, 50% of your wide receivers are locked. So right? I, I, I think defensive line, when you look at it that way, is probably a little bit better than other positions. It's Yes, offensive and defensive line probably are the ones where you got your biggest locks. Offensive line is pretty locky. Yeah. Pretty it's, locky? Yeah. Encouraging the Lock-ish. talent. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing it by percentage, then yeah. probably 80% of your O-line is locked in. Yeah. But I was going to say, I'm super encouraged by the talent level on both of the lines. Zero percent of your yeah. kickers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We'll take another show to get into that. Um, let's talk about the defensive ends, though. And, and I want to transition between defensive tackle and defensive end by talking about a guy that plays both defensive tackle and defensive end, Tyrone Crawford. Not practicing right now, but when he comes back, he is a guy that's been able to do both, been able to do both both fairly well. Uh, where do you think he best fits on this team where now you have a Robert Quinn who's starting at that opposite mm-hmm. uh, defensive end position from Tank? Where do you think Crawford best fits? I think Tyrone Crawford will wear number 98, and that's the only thing I know about him. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if he'll play week one. I don't know if he'll be an end. I don't know if he'll be a tackle. I don't know if he'll be a captain. I don't even know how many reps he's I don't know get. anything like, about Tyrone other than – he will wear 98. I'll tell you this. Uh, the man the man looks yoked. Yeah, he does. Like, And, you know, we've talked about obvious, you know, his versatility is, an, is his asset. I think Nick always makes a great point. It maybe works against him a little bit because, yeah. well, we can throw Tyrone there. But he's been working. And, I, like, it doesn't look like he changed to play defensive tackle. It just looks like he was like, I'm going to set personal bests in the squat all year, and that's what I'm going to do because <laughs> him and Demarcus Lawrence were out here doing rehab like two days ago, and I was like, if you if I didn't know anything about this team and I had to guess which one was the all-pro just based on how impressive they looked, I would pick Tyrone. His thighs are like tree trunks. Like He looks like he's been working really hard. Good for him. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, and that annoys me because that's the debate I have with Broadus all the time where like, Brian will sit here and tell me till I'm blue in the face that right end is the one that matters and you gotta you gotta get the corner and the left end is the less talented one. But here you got an all pro playing left end and all due respect to Tyrone Crawford, he does not have that freakish bend and athleticism that helps you play right end, but he's been man in that position for two years, so you're going to tell me that he fits better at right end, even though that's the one that's supposed to be the more athletic position. But do you think that him getting bigger? affects that and and maybe he's getting bigger because he's more going to be a defensive tackle this year i don't like i said his his body doesn't look like that like i mean he looks bigger but he doesn't look like he has you got to make changes you know like he leaned up a couple years ago to play and he still looks that way yeah so no i just i think he's gonna be a really useful and versatile third end that's what i think about tyrone he could probably play either side if they wanted him to. So taking him out of the mix for a second, who do you think is the third best pass rusher on this team? You've got Tank. You've got Robert Quinn. I want to table Tyrone Crawford for a second. Of guys like Dorrance Armstrong and Kerry Hyder, Joe Jackson, Taco Charlton, who do you think is the third best pass rusher on this team? Well, the third and we're not going to throw out Randy because Randy's not here just yet. Yeah. But go ahead. Is that where you're going to go, Randy? Yeah. <laughs> How about Jalen Smith? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even really kidding. Like, no, I know, but give yeah. me a defensive end. I want um, a defensive end. I hope it's Dorrance Armstrong. I think Armstrong. it's Dorrance Armstrong. Okay. But, 
you know, I have this. I think that one of these rookies is going to step up. I really do, and I I just don't know. Why. I think Jalen Jelks is going to really? really emerge. I don't know why. I just do. You I know, did see what a clip have you seen from him so far. Okay, earlier. I saw him knock Rico Gathers to the ground on some. Somebody showed me a clip. What were you? I, I, what I were you going to say earlier? No, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? You guys keep talking, and I keep trying to talk. But Jump in there. This isn't it. a place for manners. No, <laughs> if, if if four people are just Go. going at it, it creates too much chaos. So no. I'm living up to you guys. Go. What Keep going. What no, forget it. Wow. No, I was going to say, Doran Armstrong is a guy that I, I've been keeping my eye on, and I have high hopes for him because he's a guy that Demarcus Lawrence has taken, for whatever reason, he, he's taken him under his wing and has decided to coach up this guy and, and teach him about life, even outside yeah. of the football field, you know, so... When you got a guy like Demarcus Lawrence, who is proven and and does the things that he do that he does, I would expect um, Dorrance Armstrong to be able to soak up all of that knowledge. Now, mentally, I don't know how much he's there, and I say that with caution. I, I don't know. I, I've had conversations with him, and it's just kind of like, uh, am I talking to somebody right now? You know, like. It's kind of strange, but <laughs> physically, <laughs> I'm not trying to say something bad, but you know what I mean. Going down that road. But you know, no. there are some players that are like that. That he that has not flashed a lot of personality to this which, point in his career. Which, 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 okay, that's be a clear, better way. Yeah, to and put to be clear, it. it might not be about his mental ca capacity right, right, as much right. as you may see. He's not not personable. Yeah. Or maybe he's just nervous talking to you. I don't know. How maybe many words? How many words have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> maybe one or both. I'm just saying. I've heard Malik Collins say about eight words since he got here. Yeah. Like some guys just aren't like that. Right. Yeah. Ty you can't I've go off Tyron of Larry Allen. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I'm not going off of that. About his no moss experience. Yes, I'm not just bad. going up. But there have been some bad ones. Leighton Vander. I was about to say Leighton wasn't <laughs> very good on on no moss either. But go ahead. No, but but basically, when you have a mentor like Demarcus Lawrence, who's willing to coach you up and take you under his wing, even outside of the football field, hang out with him and do all these things together, I would hope that it kind of uh, washes off on him and mm -hmm. like he absorbs all of that and it translates onto the football field. I don't. I don't want to you know, steam the hype train up too fast too soon. But it just looks different when a guy that size can dip his shoulder and bend the corner like that. And yeah. I've seen Dorrance Armstrong do that, and that's exciting. Regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. So we about to come out. <laughs> I think it's about time for a break. It is time for a break. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, Amber's going to have a little uh, oh, see or no for us. Oh, we are. God. We're going to do a little see or no. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. 
It's time for tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True, they even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the Growler. Hmm, I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break for the day from Oxnard, California. There are no practices today. We'll be back on uh, the field. The team will be back on the field tomorrow. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, let's jump into a little see or no. Amber, what do you have for us? Well, I see a lot of people starting to talk about trading. So should Dallas It's that trade? time of year, <laughs> yeah. baby. Should Dallas trade? Ezekiel Elliott. No. <laughs> We're going just straight see, in, aren't we? Yeah. Do you see the Cowboys going that route down the road in the near future, trading nope. Zeke for something else? Nope. You nope. can't. There's nobody out there that you can trade for right now with him to get value at all. I mean, like, you can't even trade a pick, uh, a draft pick, because I don't know if anybody's going to be good, bad, or whatever. So if you trade me your first round pick, like, what does that do? I've seen that I've seen that twice where the Cowboys have traded for next year's one and the team kind of got hot and ended up going, you know, 7 and 9 and, and giving you a 20th pick. For Zeke, I need the I need the top 5 pick cuz I I picked him number 4 and he's been better than that. So, not only that, first of all, I'm just going to get on my soapbox as quickly as possible because like do it, Dave. 3 weeks ago, I me and Jeff Cavanaugh were sort of bantering about what it might look like if the team moved on from Zeke. And everybody lost their damn mind like we were just the stupidest people on earth and why would we want to get rid of Zeke? Dude misses two days of practice and everybody in the world thinks he's not that good and they want to get rid of him and it's BS. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the hypocrisy. On top of that, uh, what 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 are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what's this deal? You're going to trade him for a pick and then, you know, well, roll forward into the season with Alfred Morris, Darius Jackson, and Tony Pollard? Good luck. And you might hear that from them or some other people, 
I no, that's a terrible idea. No offense to those guys. You're not accomplishing your goals if, if you, as a team if you trade that way. Him to anybody for a pick, it's got to be a player would have to be yeah, involved because. And who yeah, is because, this team? Yeah, it's got. Who be is a this team that wants him? Like, oh, trade for Duke Johnson. Why did that? Why do they want him? They've got Nick yeah. Chubb on a cheap contract who can do what they need him to do. No, he needs to be a, a Pro Bowl player because don't give me a pick because I guarantee you that Zeke's going to make that team better. So that pick's going to be. Who are these teams out there that want Zeke? that would give up the pick and also have a good running back to give because I need that. Like, I need a replacement running back. Again, I'm sorry. What's, to your, these cut, what's your cutoff there of good running? Are you talking about you need somebody that's of the caliber of a top five running back in the league? No, need I, need a, I need a bell cow. Okay. I mean, like, if you told me I could get Duke Johnson in a trade and a pick or two, like, all right, that's not absurd. But he's not a bell cow guy. Right, he's at least he could at least be a lead dog, and he can catch and do all. Like he's a well-rounded guy who can do everything and play the majority of the snaps. And if Pollard's getting some snaps, and then a third running back, we can make that work. Right, and that's why I'm trying to figure out like what that cutoff is. What kind of player would be the kind of player you would say, hey, if I had that guy, that would be good enough with this offensive line to be able to make my team. In a perfect, like, just in an in a vacuum, if you sent me Duke Johnson and a valuable pick, like, first, preferably first, but maybe even second round, like, I'm listening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, like, why would the Browns do that? Well, they've, like, they've got Nick Chubb. They've got this. they got that. Like, they don't, they don't need to. It's part of the reason why, why Duke Johnson is wanting to be traded is because right. they already got a guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just, you know, I can go research this further, well, but I, I don't see a team out there that fits this magical criteria. Or, I mean – if Duke Johnson was really worth anything, they wouldn't have drafted Nick Chubb high in the second round anyways, or they wouldn't have gone to get Kareem Hunt after that. Like, they don't really value him as a, as a good player. So, there's there's nobody you could really just pay the guy. <laughs> You're like, just sign him. <laughs> I've said this. I, You're talking about injuries, like what injury? I mean, I thought about this earlier. I was like, the only thing I'm worried about is Zeke's liver. That's it. <laughs> Seriously, just, okay. just don't go out there and be partying it up in, in Cabo. That's it. Don't be partying all the time. Come back here be ready to play. That's it. He'll be ready. He'll be ready. Well, here's another running back question. Kay. Will you consider Saquon Bark Barkley a better running back than Zeke if plugged into this Cowboys team? He's a better running back yeah. than Zeke on that team. I I, and I don't even – like, I don't have to mince words because Zeke Elliott said that himself. Yeah. He said that before Saquon came out. He was like, he's better than me. He's going to be better than me. Saquon's the best in the league, in my opinion, right He's now. I, I, It's hard to argue with what he did on a sorry Giants team. Yeah. And, yeah, Cleveland, if he was here. I mean, <laughs> I know. take him number one. Baker's going to be there at four. I mean, some the, the thing about it is you look at some of the things. The you look at some of the things he did last year with mm -hmm. a really, really suspect offensive mm -hmm. line. That's when you know you got somebody mm -hmm. that's really, really special. Um, you know, and so that's where I mean Zeke has done everything he's done at the NFL, and this is not to take away from Zeke because Zeke has been phenomenal, but he did it with a really, really great offensive line. Saquon's not, and I think that just shows kind of the difference. It's, and it's one of the reasons why I, when you talk about best all time. I'm one of those guys that kind of defers over to Barry Sanders because he yeah, did it for I, most of his career without an offensive line. I don't think – I I mean, I'm sorry, Cowboys fans. I don't think you can argue that. Like well, Barry there are a lot Sanders. of people that do, and I think it's a fair argument. Obviously, the numbers say that, that Emmitt's the best all time. I just think personally yeah. when you look at his offensive line versus what do, Barry – We can do another show on that. All right. But, well, the, and, you know, this is worthwhile too. Yeah. I haven't I haven't heard Saquon's Two name. Two and seven. 
I just want to say this. That sounded very Mickey-like. But but two, <laughs> the Cowboys, I, th- I believe, were two and seven when without they, when they played without Emmitt. So yeah. that awesome offense. No, he meant he they, meant a lot to their team. No, he they meant a lot without him. He meant a lot to their team. He was probably, in my opinion, probably their most valuable player. Yeah. As though you know, they'll give it's, credit to a lot of other people. Not a, yeah, I'm not but that's not the point. I'm, but that's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is we just talk about just running back skill. I think Barry had a skill that was different than anybody, in my opinion, different than anybody in the in the history of the NFL. I I agree. I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen Saquon Barkley's name in very many non-football headlines since he came into the league, and that's important that helps too. too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, yeah, he's yeah all around. It's a better total package. Not I mean Zeke's great too, but yeah. yeah. C. C, yeah, C, sorry. C, thank you. We're just, we're we went a, all the way around. We're in a ranting. We're in a ranting mood right now. supposed to be like that. All right, <laughs> we talked about Malik Collins and him being injury prone. Would you expect him to be, to make the Pro Bowl this year, C or no? I've been burned by that before. I mean, you know, he had five and a half sacks as a rookie. If he can stay healthy, see. If no. he can stay healthy, yes. But I, no. it just it hasn't been there for him. I say no, not because I don't think I think he's gonna have a really good year. I think when we finish talking about this, we're gonna be like in that dilemma of, man, he's he's worth some money now. My problem is as a defensive tackle, is he gonna be better than Fletcher Cox? Is he gonna be better better than no. Aaron Donald? See, like that's the point. When you start talking about Pro Bowl, which, one spot for when you start talking about Pro Bowl, it's hard to make. Pro Bowl as but defensive tackle. It, it's easier than ever to make the Pro Bowl, too, like with alternates and, and people start Super Bowl jumping teams. Out, yeah. Fletcher Cox needs to get his shoulder cleaned up in January, so he bows out. I mean, yeah. I didn't say he'd it be can like help. the first-team defensive tackle, yeah. but I could see him making it All right, we'll if see. he stays healthy. Yeah, 16 games. Will Witten be the touchdown leader in Cowboys history by the end of this season? Oh, mm. What is it? I don't even know. I think well, I think we talked about this at the star before we came out here, and like I waved it off as being crazy, and then I realized he's only like four behind. Behind Dez? I think he's got six behind. He needs six to break it. No, he ain't uh, our, they can't hear our producer. <laughs> yes, he ain't getting yes. that. He needs six to break it. Not getting six touchdowns. Thanks. You remember, you he's average. Joe's going to get five, and he got. He still <laughs> needs five. His career. He ain't his, getting that. His that one career, didn't work. His career average is like exactly five, and I want to say. He had five in his final year here. Like he, he really took a downturn in like, like fifteen, sixteen. He had like three each year, but the, he put up five and seventeen. Uh, hmm. I, I don't think so. I don't. It's think like that. that is the perfect like over under question. Like that it's is. it's bl- plausible, but it won't necessarily be easy. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna no. say yes, just yeah. because it's fun. No. I'm like there why are too not? many other guys are gonna get touchdowns for this team. I and I really, I, th- like, I don't think he'll like be I the target. Like I said yesterday, I I think that when he he'll gets help down there, other guys get there. Maybe he'll help other guys in yeah. the red zone. But I think Jarwin will be a guy that they'll throw two more in the red zone than than Witten. And I don't think Witten's the kind of guy that's just you know breaking it from 28 yards out, right. <laughs> saying get off me. It's yeah. we're gonna be writing these fountain of youth headlines in like October, just like Jason Witten has four touchdowns really? after six games. I mean, I'm sort of joking, but oh, okay. not really. Like it's possible. <laughs> like I said, it's more fun. <laughs> You'd be clearer when you're joking. Then. It's more fun to think it could happen. So yeah. I'm gonna say yes. All right. See, if the defense is top five this year and the Cowboys it don't make the NFC Championship game, is the new co- head coach on the current staff? Regardless of where the defense is ranked. If no, no, they no. don't get, <laughs> you know what you, they're hinting. You really to. listening to what the question <laughs> yeah. was? You know what the kind of snuck is. in there on that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If, I did it's, miss if you that. got a top five, that's a that's a good question. <laughs> it took me a second hint, to realize hint. that. So say it again. Say it, say it again. Say it again. If the defense is top five yeah. this year and the Cowboys don't make the NFC Championship well, game, right? 
is the new head coach. Well, you really so can staff. I can I answer can I ask the question? <laughs> Rephrase yeah. it. Is Chris yeah, Richard going to be the head coach of this team if if they if they do well? If the defense holds up its end of the bargain, but Jason Garrett. Remember, moves that's on. not even the defensive coordinator. Yeah, hey. not. That's the funny part about all of this, not right? Really. I mean, it's good. Um, it's a good question. It is a good question, and I will say C or no. C. Wait, Ooh. wait, C. He that will means be the, the head coach is on this staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really hard. Could be Bloom. <laughs> I'm gonna say no because. Wait, can I get Kellen? I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. The next, the next coach of, and I think the world of Chris Richard. Mm-hmm. I, the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys, whether it's this year or five years from now, will be a splashier hire than just promoting your defensive coordinator. I think unless that is a splash though, unless unless reasons. unless your defense is so good. That people are that the the identity of this of this team changes. I'll tell you this. This started to happen last year, where people were talking about this defense more than they were talking about in the offense. In this in this hypothetical world where this is a thing, Chris Richard's going to get a meeting with Jerry and Stephen Jones, and he will blow them away. Like, Absolutely, he will wow them. His personality, his level of engagement, his passion, his level of preparation, all that stuff. Like. If he gets a chance to interview, you can't bet against that. There's no way that there is an opening with the Dallas Cowboys as the head coach and unless the defense falls apart this year and he is not a candidate. I just think, you know, unless he doesn't want to be. And I don't want to Oh, I, he wants it. He well, told I'm me just, last year. But my, my, my point is my point, that would be the time. only that would be the only way that I don't see him as a potential candidate. Now whether he gets yeah. the job or not, that's a whole different thing. Oh, he'll for I can't sure. Understand. That's what I, I, I don't can't imagine that he would get interviewed. Get a, right, yeah. that he doesn't get an interview. He's going to get an interview. I just yeah, I don't want to throw out names because I don't want to prompt speculation, but there are just some there are some big fish that this team could go after if that were the case. And Shoot. I think the temptation he, he got would be his too interview much. last year, all last year. That was the interview. All that's all you need to look at in my eyes. Fair to say that the four of us are big. We're members of the Chris Richard fan club, as oh, no are, doubt. as is most of Cowboys Nation. Oh, no doubt. I mean, yeah. like he he got if they weren't fans before that video of him. You know, kind of wrestling and wrestling with the the just Eagles before the game. Like that's when fans were like, "Oh, we're in on this everything guy." Everything he yeah. did. Do you see the photo that Jeremiah, our team photographer, took yesterday, where uh, it was Jeff yeah. Heath's pick, and like he got perfect. Like Richard is like up in the air yeah. with his fists up, just yeah. freaking out. It's great. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. If he's not, and he's not the defensive coordinator, but the way he is out here on the field, you would think he was the defensive coordinator. Yeah. He's he's interacting with players from every position on the entire mm-hmm. defense. So yeah. All right, here's the last one. Is the O-line as good as 2016? Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Let's rock. Yeah. Yes. I think Travis. Just as good or better? Right. I what just thought about say? something. Well, how do you quantify that? Like sacks allowed, rushing yards? I mean, how do you quantify better? As the 2016? As of this moment, I don't know if I can say that because I don't know that I've seen yet. That Connor's going to be as good as Ron Leary was before he left the Cowboys. It's two Travis. days into camp. It's obvi- I mean, I could say we haven't seen enough to all these questions and no, it, be justified. But even as of two days in camp, I don't think I've seen him be better than Ron Leary. I saw him sit down on Malik Collins yesterday in a way that I 100% don't think he could have done. Excuse me, it was I think it was Daniel Ross, not Malik Collins. But I don't think he could have done it last year. Fine. He won. Okay. <laughs> let me, let me, come on, man. All right. He won a golf cart for his offseason and conditioning work. Like he is Zach Martin Jr. Like they gave him. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't. Obvi- I mean, Zach Martin's going to the Hall of Fame. That's not what I mean. But like they gave him a binder 
they were like, here's how you turn your body into Zach Martin, and he's just been following it like to a T. So I think <laughs> he has made the strides to be better. Lyle Collins is in a contract year. Even Travis Frederick, a year removed away from the game, I think should be pretty damn good. And then your other two are Hall of Famers, or yeah. maybe. So, yeah, I think they should be pretty good. I feel optimistic about I, it. I do too, and I think they're going to be really good. My th- my point, though, is I think at the point of where, where Ron Leary was right before he left the Cowboys, that offensive line to me was – the best offensive line they've had. Because he had an ass. But Connor <laughs> Williams got an ass now. That's my point. <laughs> I didn't go there, but, hey, you know. That's we don't have access to the drops at the <laughs> we studio. Don't. So. We don't. Do you all want to hit? Well, I guess we can one do more. One, more. one more. Okay. Tristan Hill will be the best rookie of the 2019 draft class. See or no? Nick thinks it's going to be Jalen Jelks, but, hey, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I th- I'll say no because I got the whole field. I'll say Based no. on you what we've seen so far. Yeah. I just don't the the way a div, the way they rotate a defensive tackle like I just I wonder how much of an impact he'll have a chance to make. I mean I Malik Pollard. Malik did have five sacks five and a half sacks as a rookie, but Pollard is the obvious one. Yep. Right. I think he's the one that's going to get more opportunities than yeah. anybody else. If I can't choose Pollard, yeah, maybe Hill. Mike Jackson, maybe. Mike Jackson, the corner. Donovan Wilson. Not in, no, because even if those guys make the team, they'll be like game day inactives. Yeah. Right. I, it's you, it's got to be Pollard. I mean, he's Pol- the guy that's going to get the opportunity. Pollard, Pollard or Hill. Hill. Pollard or Hill. Yeah. I feel like those are the only logical answers. Yeah. Everybody else won't probably won't be playing unless you got some major injuries. Yeah. They're probably not going to be playing much this year, yep. except for special teams, possibly. Yeah, I agree. All right. We appreciate it. That was a good game. Ow, that what? hurt. That was loud. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> good, good game. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, we'll get back out at our normal time tomorrow. It'll be 10 a.m. Pacific time. That'll be noon for you guys back in Dallas. And uh, also, just a quick note, I said earlier that uh, the Sunday uh, scrimmage, the blue-white scrimmage was going to be in on TXA. I'm sorry, it was going to be on CBS 11 in Dallas. It's actually going to be on TXA 21 in Dallas. So, for those of you out there at, in in the larger area, you can get it on, across all of our platforms. We'll be streaming it live, so you can check it out on Sunday. Um, and then for you guys in Dallas, you can check it out on TXA21. All right, we appreciate you joining us. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagles, and this has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!